Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, hey, good afternoon, good evening, hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way, and today we're talking about uh, the coronavirus epidemic that's going around and um, what's happening with it, and uh, in the studio, Sherry Lasky. Hey Bobby, how you doing? Well, we're talking about it, you know, and uh, it is a serious thing that's going on in um, our United States of America our cities, everywhere, and we just need to be real cautious and take precaution and do what needs to be done. So that's what we need to do. Yeah, I think it's a hot spot. Hot spot. Right now, it seems like everything's a hot spot. You got to be careful. Everybody's wiping down and walking and putting on masks. We got on masks right now. And... um just trying to be careful in where you go and who you who you talk to and you know life as we once knew knew it has changed. Yeah, a lot of stuff that we're doing we shouldn't be doing and people don't quite understand. Such as the the gatherings. A lot of people are still oh, yeah, doing yeah, social yeah. gatherings. Like I'm gonna just use this as an example. I know it's a good thing, but when you look at the grand scheme of things and how people could possibly be possibly be exposed, not knowingly, is for example these food drives that we're having. Okay, mm-hmm. you may have a person passing out a box of food, but the people in the car, you have your mask on, you have your gloves on, but the people that are sitting in the car, someone in Someone in that car may, in fact, be infected mm-hmm. as well. We, we so. got a lot of that. I was talking to Tiffany Crutcher about it, you know, because they had a food drive. Mm-hmm. And Friendship Around the Corner, Friendship Church had a food drive. And we even gave our school supplies. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, a lot of people, you know, you just got to be careful and, and know what you're doing, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you don't know. You never know. I could be sitting up here carrying the virus, and you never and know. Ne- never know it. You and just I'm, never know. I'm gonna go back to my. I don't think I shared to share with you all the details with my trip, but again, just watching the video, I think Vanessa had a a, a video clip where they were making, and and Tiffany was in this clip too. But they had bags of food that they were passing out at some of the um, housing communities. And okay, that's good and everything. They had their gloves on, they had their mask on, the whole nine yards. But when you look at the people standing in line, they had like some space in between them, which wasn't necessarily six feet, but they had no protection protective gear. on what 
whatsoever. And these, most of them were kids kind of, you know, mm-hmm. at that particular moment, there's mostly kids. But the thing is what people don't understand with aerosol, it's like if you sneeze, little droplets of spit, I'm going to just call it what it is, coming out your mouth and your nose can travel at least 10 feet across the room. Mm-hmm. So we sitting here talking back and forth, chit-chatting, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>, girl, <laughs> accidentally spit, but all of that condensation is coming out of your mouth. If you hold your hand over your, hold your hand in front of your mouth and you just blow out, you will eventually feel some moisture on your hand. That moisture is coming from where your lungs. So this stuff is trapped down off in your lungs and you're just having a normal conversation. Guess what? It can flow and land on somebody's face or even worse. They, you laugh, you have to eventually inhale. It's not like you're talking and holding your breath the whole time. So people will inhale that, okay? And it gets down into their lungs. So if, if their system is compromised in any kind of way, meaning that they have diabetes, if they've had a history of um, whew, asthma, a history of hypertension, obesity, those are pre- Cursors and not necessarily they, they those things put you at a higher risk for the disease. Okay. Yeah, they do. They and do. When we're talking about our community and black communities across the country, they're seeing this in Detroit. They're witnessing in Chicago. They're saying there is an influx of blacks that are in the disease. It ain't an influx. You know, they say it's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of blacks that are getting this disease, and uh, and it's gonna happen here too. Well, Just give us some time. Well, it's going to happen everywhere. And it is happening. You know. So when we're looking at these big cities that have these have this concentration of black people and the information is finally getting out, because initially people were talking about, well, we can't get it because we black. No, they just hadn't been reported. Yeah, they were numbers. talking about, well, Africa didn't have it as much and some of the other because countries Because the Europeans didn't. hadn't been over there and, and, them and, yet. and so now it's a, most, a lot of the deaths are black people. Right now, mm-hmm. and it's because of those comorbidities or those risk factors. When I say comorbidities, I'm talking about people of 65, and I work in the health profession. So when we're talking about folks that have hypertension, people that have diabetes, mm-hmm. okay, people that may have obesity issues and whatnot, okay, and they're taking this high blood pressure medication, all of that puts you at risk. Your mm-hmm. blood pressure is high, so Get so how do you deal with uh, underserved community who don't have access to masks and, and gloves and medicine and and things like that? They just don't have it, but they got to go out and go grocery shopping in order to survive to get food. So that's a situation within itself right there, right in the community. You know, right you in got, the community. You got Miss Johnson. She don't have no gloves. She ain't got no mask. She don't have nothing but her. Her niece or a nephew gonna take her to Walmart to go grocery shopping, and here she goes, and she gets out there. She don't have nothing. All she can do is buy some food, you know. And then she got to touch all of the carts, and she's got to touch stuff and all the that. Fruit, somebody food, somebody could have before her. Yeah, yeah somebody could have sneezed on it or touched apple it or, or apple or something. Lemon. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and it's it's a it's a situation of whereas. It's you, education. You just, you just have to kind of know. And see, a lot of seniors, older seniors, they don't know and they don't understand. They just know it's a disease out the there. Disease so, out it, there. so they don't have the the comprehension of 
how really how serious it really is. They know that it's killing people, and some of them are just staying in the house. Which is you good. Know, which is a good thing, and that's the you best thing. Stay home. I believe if uh, they say wipe down everything, if you buying something from the grocery store, wipe it down in the garage or outdoors or before you bring it into the house. You know, just wipe down everything, sanitize everything, and it's just a, a, a situation of where is change of life. Well, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah it's a change of life. Thing. Some things that you can do, some common sense things that you can do to protect yourself. Wash your, your hands. hands. Keep your hands out of your face. That's true. Wash heard that. We've heard that. Swab down things that have high contact, like your doorknobs when you're coming into your house, your your knobs on your sink when you're washing your hands. You know, little simple things that we don't necessarily think about. When you get into the car and you're with someone, it may be helpful to maybe put a mask on if you don't have a mask they're saying how you can make your own mask cover up with a bandana they say it's not a lot of protection but it's some protection you know so things like that um another thing is having droplets on your clothes out and about maybe you should take your clothes off at the door put them in a plastic yeah, I bag have and a, go wash i have them. a friend his um son has a weak immune system oh god yeah and uh, he has to take all of his clothes off That's in the garage there we go and then he goes into the house right from there right. you know after he's right. taken off all his clothes because this thing right here is serious yeah it's it, a real serious deal and until till we experience someone close to us uh, we know someone that have died that is the only way people kind of get the Oh, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us like haven't here, had here that. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we haven't, I don't think we've witnessed an African American to pass someone from our community from this disease. You know, I don't know uh, exactly uh, if there has been one. Do you know of anyone from um, Black Tulsa that has passed on behind this disease? No, I have not. I haven't either, so I But don't I know, know of some folks that have. I know of some people that have passed from it. That have passed from it. Okay. Yeah. Being and in the healthcare industry, I know you would. But no, this you know. wasn't from the healthcare industry. This is from the trip I was telling you about. Okay, well I, tell I went, tell our audience about the trip. Okay. I belong to this huge it's like one of the largest black ski clubs in the country. It's called the National Brotherhood of Skiers. And we have our annual event every year. This year, we were in Sun Valley, Idaho. Sun Valley, Idaho population, the, it's a really small county, all right? So it's like 600, if not 700, 665 registered people. And we have what we call our tagalongs, for lack of a better name, maybe 200 of them. So we had about 700 black people in this town to skate. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. A whole lot. So, but we hadn't heard anything about the severity of the coronavirus when we landed, okay? That weekend, like Friday, you started hearing hearing about, um, you know, the virus, you know, people wearing masks in the airport, yada, 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 yada. So we get there Saturday. People start skiing Sunday. So, of course, you know, you get there Saturday. Everybody's happy to see each other because we haven't seen each other. Everybody's together, gathering. Together, and, like, they have the welcoming party first thing Saturday night. Everybody, hey, how you doing? Hug, kiss, hug, kiss. 
shaking. You're just hugging. Ain't no shaking of hands. Everybody mm-hmm. hugging everybody. Everybody, you know, in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. Okay. So fast forward to the end of the week. One of the people I was skiing with, he started hacking and coughing. I'm like, okay, you know, not thinking it. Well, he's sick. He's sick. That Wednesday, he started getting sick. Friday, we left. That weekend, I think it was Saturday. I think it may have been Sunday. I get a call that this guy is in the emergency room with pneumonia. That's all it would tell us. Okay. We didn't know whether or not it was COVID or not. That's mm-hmm. one person. But as it went on, we, that Friday, it was confirmed that he had COVID-19. Mm. All right. So, but he managed to pull through and he, you know, he, he's doing better. Another person in the party, he started getting sick. Okay. And he. So you're surrounding yourself around all. surrounded by people. And then like um, midweek, the follow, the, not the first week, but like the week of the 14th, the Root writes an article trying to, and it, the way they wrote the article, it sounded like they were trying to blame to the event and all these black folks getting sick. We have no control of this virus. So after it was said and done, we started collecting data. We have our safety guy. Normally we'd collect safety based upon somebody fell down, broke a leg, you know, sprained your wrist, knocked some teeth out while they were skiing, that kind of thing. He started collecting data on the number of people that were getting ill. So for example, in Detroit, Jim Dandy Ski Club, they had like 45 folks to come on. 44 of them tested positive. I wow. Got sick. I'm just say tested. You know, they, they were sick with symptoms. We're going to call it that. Because not everyone was getting tested when they got back. The same thing that everybody else is talking about. I'll go. I have symptoms. They send me home. That's the same thing they were dealing with, too. So a lot of people had symptoms. Um, D.C., Black Okay. 14 people with their group. Tested. Okay. Of those, of those 14, one person has, you know, they have symptoms. Okay. But one person tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Okay. So as we go along, okay, out in California, one of our, our, one of our founders, he's 81 years old. He winds up in ICU with breathing difficulty. Okay, he tests positive for COVID-19. Another guy that used to, a former president, he's out in San Jose, okay? He tests positive for COVID-19. He's in ICU. Just last week, someone died out in L.A. He's, he tested positive for COVID-19, and he died. Do you know these people? Some these of are people. Some of the, the one that died, I've seen him, but I don't know him personally, but the people that You're I'm talking around, you about. You were around him. Yeah. But the people that I'm talking about, yeah, I know. My guy in Dallas, we're on a, we're on American Airlines, a group of us. We go from Dallas, we go to, to Idaho, we come back on the same flight. He calls me Monday. The very, like, we get home Saturday, he calls me Monday. How do you feel? I feel fine. What's wrong with you? Oh, I got these symptoms. I'm coughing. We don't know what's going on. So, click, starting to think. Well, a couple of weeks... <laughs> A couple of days later, someone in the group tested positive for COVID in the hospital, that kind of thing. One of the girls that was in the group, she suffered symptoms and whatnot. So it's, it's crazy. So it just, it just snowballed. And, you know, we've made the Wall Street Journal made, has written an article about it. Mm-hmm. The, the local paper made, a, made an art, wrote an article about it. And the thing is, 
the local the local paper initially started out like, oh, the, the Brotherhood came and made us all sick. No, this virus, we have people from coming from all over the country, all over the world to this resort. People from from France, you have people coming from Chile, you have people coming from all over the world to go ski here. So all of these people descending upon this space. So for a small county, you have 23 confirmed COVID-19 cases, and this is a really small population. So they're like a hot spot for the state of Idaho. So, of course, they want, you know, you want to find somebody to blame, but we're not to blame for that. But I, I say that it's because I explain this because there's so many variables here. And the bottom line is contact. It is. So when it says you need to be separate, you need to give yourself some space, because when I say we were in there thick partying, like we were in there thick not knowing. And so the, COVID-19 was just everywhere, it huh? Was, I mean, if you can't, you didn't, some people, one woman, her husband, I think her husband was diagnosed in the hospital with COVID-19. She's like, well, I'm fine. I tested positive, but I'm this, that, I'm. She said uh, she was fine. She was fine, and she looked well, you know, fine. They, she looked good. They say you can <laughs> carry the disease and, and be fine, you and you don't even you know don't it. You don't even know, but that's right. just it. You don't know. You don't know. So, you don't know. So, so how can people go about getting tested? Because they are limiting the amount of people who can even get tested for the disease, you know. And how are there any home ways to be able to test, or do you know of any kind of ways that, um, that testing can take place because you know you can't just go to the hospital and say, "Hey, no, I'm feeling can't. sick, so I want to get tested." You, you got to have symptoms. And mm-hmm. I went to my doctor and explained my situation to her that I've been on a plane, I've been around these people, this number of people. I have six six people that I know of that have experienced symptoms of those six. That's a lot five, of people to be exposed to. Yeah. And five of them have tested, no, no, three at the time had tested positive for COVID-19. So they were like, Oh yeah, we need to get you tested. So I was able to get tested, but the clinic was closed. I had to swab myself, all of that, you know? So, and I sat and I explained to my, to my employer what, what had gone down. And I started it just got to me. I was like, okay, I might be infected. I might be spreading this around. Let me go sit down. So that's when I went and got tested because it was just like I would go places and certain places I was going to, but they're not doing on our side of town. They would take my temperature, make sure I had on gloves, a mouth, the whole nine yards before I could even go into their facility. Mm. That was like the First or second week when I got back, they were doing that. Wow! So certain parts of town, they're doing that. They're telling they're, they're not. They weren't letting anybody in their building that had. You know, they were like, okay, well, what you here for? Leave your stuff at the door. Go mm-hmm. on down the street. You know, they say even in a, a big city like New York, they have these big freezers, truck yeah, freezers that they're putting trucks. refrigerated trucks, and they're putting. Uh, these bodies in there and then people are dying alone, you know, without even their family there to because, even because console they them. Even let people in no, the room and they're dying by themselves. They're dying by themselves. And putting them away by and themselves. By themselves. So can you imagine Ooh, having to go That's just that? a lot thousands of people, you know, are going right. through that right there. Right. So uh, it's 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 more than a notion and like I said, we kinda taking it 
lightly here in Tulsa because it hasn't hit home like that. Well, what's the last numbers that they had of um, Tulsa? I think it was 500 or something people let's see. throughout I the whole that. state. Mm-hmm. Something I'm not don't see. don't let me be mistaken giving out those numbers, but uh, because I did my let me see I did my bookmarks. Let me get my book bookmarks here. And uh, yeah, because it's crazy. Yeah, it's real crazy. Well, right we've turned into a technical age too, as well, because more and more people are becoming tech savvy and more mm-hmm. into technology and everything everybody's streaming you know and uh, the computer age is really stepping up and I'm pretty sure people are buying more and more computers and tablets and phones and things like that you know so yeah well you know you're true true that I kind of think about a lot of people who live in the underserved areas uh, like Vernon Manors and Comanche apartments here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who don't have access to laptop and Wi-Fi and and things like that. And they're just out there lost. Well, you know, homeless people. Think about it. All the homeless, the homeless people, people are yeah. walking around and they could be a lot of them could be just packing the virus, From going in and out place. of uh, stores right. and stuff like right. that. Absolutely. Touching doorknobs and everything else. And, oh, it's just everywhere. So mm-hmm. we just need to be cautious, you know, be, you know, just. Well, you know what? As far as testing is concerned, I think. I know I saw testing out at the health department on 56th Street North and MLK. Okay, they I were testing them, out I, there? I saw them with tents and booths and drive through So I'm assuming, I don't know. We'd have that to they're call, doing some testing yeah, out there, be, huh? Because they had tents out. That's the only reason why we would have people stationed in different places. You know what I mean? Hmm. So they had to be doing something. I don't know if it was testing or well, what, what it was. Huh? Yeah, but they were definitely out there. Were there cars kind of driving up? It was a few. I, I When I drove by, I only saw one car, but I didn't see. That was it. You know, they may have had more, but I didn't see. I think I'm going to ask the health department to come in and explain some things and talk about some issues and some do's and some don'ts. And um, just give us some information that we need to let our listeners know. Did you find out about Oklahoma? Anything about Oklahoma? Let me, uh, I'm still trying to pull that up. Oklahoma. COVID. Uh oh. A little noise out there here. But uh, we're just okay. trying to. Here we go. So right now we have 1,327 cases. Hmm. Yeah, that's positive. They normally give the positive test. The number, the positive numbers first. So no loss of life. Well, they normally do have. Mm-hmm. They have that along normally with that. Yeah. Let me see. Have COVID nineteen State Department. Here we mm-hmm. go. Yeah, it's three hundred. Uh, what is the okay? It feeds back. So let me go back here. Okay, three hundred and twenty, one thousand three hundred and twenty-seven. That's cases, right? Yeah, unless it's higher. Hmm. 
what they tell me, hand washing, hand washing, hand washing. That's what everyone, the everyday precautions. Hand wash, contact, don't put your hands in your face. Avoid sick people and the symptoms if you're running a fever, if you're coughing and hacking, and if you have difficulty breathing. That's first and foremost. That's the primary thing. Mm-hmm. If yourself can't breathe, you have the bottom line they should be calling it COVID nineteen as opposed to sending people home mm-hmm. and saying they got pneumonia and go go home and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Difficulty breathing is like the last thing you want to experience. So if you have that fever and that cough, and that's what a lot of people said. They just they they were running a really high fever. They felt yucky. They were coughing. Okay. A friend of mine that was he he had an old injury. He was stabbed. And he was having difficulty breathing, but they sent him home and told him it was just, you know, simple pneumonia. But he he said he was in so much pain that he just told them and just had to almost force them to do a CT scan because they tried to do a regular chest X-ray. When they did the CT, they found that spot in his lungs that was giving him, you know, those difficulties of breathing. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, of course, dealt with it at that part. But mm-hmm. People who have had serious chronic medical conditions like heart disease, BDs, and lung disease, again, smoking, smoking damages your lungs. Smoking puts you out of risk. Yeah, I heard that about the smoking part right there. So those smokers need to really think about what they're doing. Right, right. You know, think about it. Cause, okay. um, I'm just trying, I'm still trying to find the stats because they normally have them. That's all stats it said. I don't know if that's correct. It said only 51 here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. From what I what I found, it said a thousand something cases and um. So. COVID stats in and maybe they don't want you to get them anymore. And I guess. Uh, Trump them, yeah, because it, it, that can become very depressing, you know, and, well, yeah, and cause a lot of people to panic. You know, you got a lot of people panicking right now. I talked right. with uh, my cousin out in San Francisco, and she says that people are panicking, crime as well, yeah. um, all kinds of stuff is starting to take. Kind of like one of those movies mm-hmm. we used to mm-hmm. we used to see, yeah, and that we used to think was you know okay, it's just a movie, it, but it, now it's becoming a reality. You're and, right. Uh, it's it's become our reality. Our reality, and we got to learn how to live with it. You know, live and, with uh, each other. It's it's really just like I said earlier. It's changed our way of life, and I don't think it'll never go back. I don't think it'll go back to where it was at one time. You know, because it's well, uh, this is changing a lot of stuff. I mean, not only oh, health sure. wise, but financial for a lot of people. Oh, the, you know, if you're in the service it, industry, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But the the great equalizer are the companies that are losing. Well, a whole lot of companies are losing. Big companies, little companies, little man going out of He's business. He's the one first, yeah. He's the one going out first. Unemployment rate, our last I saw was 6.6 million people applying for unemployment. And um, it's just crazy. We are like, you know, the restaurant industry is taking a Beating. Because you beating. Folks not to go out and eat. Yeah, so to stay in place. So where do you go 
essential places uh, like the Walmarts and uh, family dollar stores and things like that, they're packed. Right. Full of people. So you've got all these people congregating. So guess who's making the money? So they're making the money. Yeah. Now I've heard that they're going to limit the amount of people that can come in the stores. Because they're running out of product, probably. Well, running out of product, plus they don't want all those people to be gathering at one time. So, therefore, you're not going to be able to just go in Walmart and shop. you got to wait, right. you know, wait outside, right. wait in line, and then they'll let, I don't know how many, let 25 people, 50 people go in. You know, I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but um, that's what they're starting to do. Me and a friend... We went out to Best Buy, mm-hmm. and we couldn't even – we had to stand outside and just tell them what we were, we were looking for. And they go back and, and get it And they went in you. and got it and mm-hmm. told us how much it costs, you know, came outside. And, wow. you know, and they took they take your debit card or your credit card and go in and come back out with your receipt. Wow. And uh, they were out in the parking lot servicing people in the parking lot, you know, in their cars. So it's uh, – hmm. Wow. I was need I need to go to the Apple store. You know, you ain't getting in there. Psh. They've been closed. Yeah, though. they closed down. They've been closed down. You can't get in there. I said, Man, I need another battery for my iPhone. So uh, it's just an inconvenience for everybody. Everybody's on edge and panic like I said, some people are panicking and very, you know, just going crazy about yeah. it. Yeah. It's and, sort of like you when you feed into the mad, that's what you get. You know, you get what you put in. So as long as, and, and a part of it is a process of making people feel like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is a lot of people may cross over to the other side. We're going to have a whole lot of people dealing with financial issues. And then you're going to have companies trying to rebuild and get people back to work. Our schools, for a perfect example. That's, so, that's got to be a main concern of households is our children going back to school or getting education. You can't stop the educational process. And, nope. you know, we got to, and, you know, a lot of kids are at home right now. I'm pretty sure some of them are enjoying the fact that they don't have to go. Right. You know, oh, wow, we ain't got to go to school. We're at home. We can do this and we can do that. But, you know, at the same time, we just got to do do the right thing. So we like we have parents that are there trying to care kids because the parents are no longer employed, and that that's a challenge for them because if you haven't had to sit down and try to teach your child, you know, to read or do homework or that kind of thing, that you don't know a, how that can be a challenge for you. A big challenge, you know, if you've been out of the loop as far as education is concerned. Mm-hmm. In this new math, your, your, your kids can teach you more than you can teach them. Mm-hmm. You know about what's going on. You know, so it's a well. The younger ones are really flexible and pliable, but it's crazy how we're doing this with our school system. But if you look down the line and how they've been dealing with the resources and the school closures, start looking at well, hmm. We're doing this online stuff. Let's see how this works out. Mm-hmm. So this is a this is it's like a perfect opportunity to roll this out and see how it works and how we can implement it on a larger scale mm-hmm. and work out the work out any problems or issues you may have along the way. 
So, you know, because if you just think about it, if you close the school, are you closed in elementary to elementary school? How much money would the district save? If you close a certain number of schools, how much money would the district save? You don't have to worry about the overhead cost of a school as far as utilities. You don't have to worry about all the teachers in the classroom. You don't have to worry about the jam- – there are things you no longer have to be concerned with. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity – I mean, it's almost like they were moving to this, didn't necessarily want to do it as fast as this, but it, it just makes you – kind of makes you take pause. And it think. does make you take a pause. So I've just been like, okay, this – Let's try not to get all bent out of shape. Try to stay healthy and see what's on see what's on the other side. See what's coming down the pipeline. It's just a uh, a trip doing so. Mhm. It sure is. So how do we, you know? And now you're talking also about pets. Yeah, the tigers. You know, the tigers and <laughs> things like that. You know, have contracted. This disease and animals and stuff like that. You know, I'm like that was so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I was like, when I when I heard that last night, I was like, oh, just hang it all up. We don't know what that. We don't know what's going on. You just don't know what's what's what where it's coming from. You don't you don't know. I was just like, okay, not not a tiger sitting up with with. Now they got (laughs) hey, they sick. You know. Oh wow. Okay, cases in the U.S. April 6th. This is what's today, the mm-hmm. 6th. So, this is today's update. Okay, as mm-hmm. of, ooh, ooh. You find anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the. Cumulative number of COVID-19 cases in the United States for April 5th, there were 330,891 people. Wow. So 330. So we haven't made the, haven't made the half a million mark yet. So the COVID-19 illnesses that began in Illinois from March 20. So it looks like it was going on a decline, but they had a spike. Mm-hmm. So by date of illness onset. Okay. Under investigation. And this is information provided by CDC. So total cases, 330,000, almost 331,000. Is that what it says? Yes, 330,891 cases, total cases, 6,000 of those, 6,332 are from close contact, 1,600 are travel-related, and the other 32,000 are 32,000, I'm sorry, 322,000 are under investigation. Wow. Yeah. So we're in the peak season. So yeah. they're saying right this week, next week, 
it's going to be rough. Um, President Trump announced there are going to be many more deaths, you know, and when you put it like that, you just make people wonder about you. Yeah, wonder. You know, you start, you know, you start, man, you know, making people panic. Yeah. You talk. You're the president. You're talking about, hey, there are going to be more deaths. There are going to be more deaths. And people, you know, it's, you just need to keep people in a good state of mind and thinking positive. And hey, a shout out to all those um, healthcare workers and providers who are out there sacrificing their lives around these patients. And some of them don't have the proper gear, Mm-mm. you know, to even work be in and do that. Be in there and do their job. They have they don't have masks and you know and outfits and things like that to clothe themselves, man. and they got to be around those people all day, all day, all day. And take twelve-hour shift, and and some of them have actually contracted the disease and, and died. Yeah, yeah, and died. Yeah, health so. providers have passed on. So it's it's crazy, and then people may say I'm selfish, but I'm just as a as a nurse. I re- I really wouldn't want to be in the hospital right now. I really wouldn't because. You know, if you're running out of supplies and and you have to go in and out of a patient's room and check on them hourly, or if they're on a vent, you may have to check on them more frequently, and you only have one gown or one mask, and you have to go from from room to room to room, that's absolutely insane. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't, if we don't cater, you have to have a heart for that kind of stuff. You know, you have to have a... Uh, belief system that hey you're going to overcome the odds to, in order to deal in that particular situation with people who are sick you know and it's kind of, you know and it's probably those are the ones and those are the people who are participating and doing so I mean I saw one lady one nurse she says I'm not going to do it she said I got two kids a husband and two kids and I'm not going to subject my children to right by bringing this home about your family. And they think about it, so she quit, you know, she she says, I can't do it. And then you got others who who feel like, well, this is what I love and uh, helping and people out and and I'm going to sacrifice myself to go and do it. I mean, different strokes for different folks. You know, I can't tell one person to it's do different this folks for different folks. OK, mm-hmm. but you would have more people that would would be there wholeheartedly and support you if the powers that be would provide you with, with the, the proper, proper, proper equipment gear. that you need. And yeah. then, like, for example, if somebody calls in sick or someone's child gets sick, that's more stress on the people that are there at the end of a 12-hour shift and you're waiting for somebody to come in. That's true. That's true. And you have to... And, and I mean, it's like, I mean, I agree with you, but it's like your choice and what you want to do with your life and you, you know, are hey, you going to... sign up for that. You know, are you going to... You know, and you got, right a lot of, you got a lot of people who are participating in it. And then you got some that are not, you know, they're asking for volunteers yeah. and things like that. And people are not coming to, oh, no. Because they know what they, they, you're walking into, mm-hmm. Bobby. I, but, but, I, but Sherry, those people who have that passion and they know what they're walking into will go and do it. Okay. You know, you, and you got some, uh, you got, you got thousands of people out there that's involved in the healthcare profession who are participating and to try to f- combat and fight this enemy. You got some of them that are out there. They're taking a chance 
taking the risk. Then you got others, oh, no, I'm not going to fool with it at all. So they pull off of it. So mm-hmm. And it's all a choice. Yes, it's it your is. choice, it's you know, of, of what you want to do. Life, it's a, you know, what you, how you want to do it, mm-hmm. what you want to do. Either you're going to participate or you're not if you have the knowledge and the know-how to do things. So that's a choice right we have, there. We have some people that have the knowledge and the know-how, and they are not, doing it. And, and you got some family. that got the know-how and, and, and not doing it. Right. You know, so they, right. you know, they. Self-preservation. Because you know, you got doctors that are saying, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal going with it. it. Right. You know, I got, a, I got this master's, this doctor's degree, and I'm not participating in it's that. self-preservation. You know, and that's what we've come to. And that's a war within itself, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a war uh, if you within have itself. A, if you have a, let's say, for example, you have a two-year-old, you have a three-year-old at home, mm-hmm. and you work in, and you you run the risk of, you cannot go them. home to your child. You can't period. take all of that home with you. No. And all of a sudden, now and, you, and you may not have a place for you to go. Yeah, And, even, and they may not have a place for you to go. And even on top of that, think about the people who are needing surgery and who are actually hmm. needing help. They can't, can't even it. have their they can't even have their surgery right now. They, I've, had, I've, had, I've had a relative had to put his surgery off. He was scheduled to go in. We were all getting pumped up for him to go mm-hmm. in. He's an elder. Uh-huh. And then they cut it off and he can't even go in to get his surgery. Well, they're elective you know? elective. Now if you mm-hmm. gotta gotta have it. If it's man- it mandated and you have to. If it's life or death. Yeah, but life if or death. Life, if you were trying to go in and get a knee replacement, guess what? You're gonna yeah, have to work on that walk. knee. That's right. You're gonna walk on that knee until this is over with. You don't right. ever know when right. you're gonna be taken care of. Right. Wow. Well, we're going to take a little break and we're going to be right back here on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. We're talking about the coronavirus and the do's and the don'ts and um, the choices that you have. You know, be safe, be wise, be smart, do what you need to do. But people are going to do what they're going to do. You know, I already know that. They're going to make the choices and do just whatever they want to do because that's what people do. I mean, you got all those people down in places in Florida on the beach and stuff still and young people don't think it affects them but it does right. so we're going to take a little break we'll be right back and that's the way of the world Yeah. 
I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Radio show bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs sit down exclusively with the Juice Radio Show Tulsa. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. Do it big, okay? You better R E S P E C T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Edurec is a youth and family fun center located at 5424 North Madison Avenue in Tulsa, Oklahoma. At Edurec, we offer a host of activities for children and families of the Tulsa community at little to no cost. To find out about the many programs, activities, and services offered at Edurec, please visit our website, www.edurectulsa.com, or just give us a call at 918-430-3947. Fitting Back In is a reintegration program designed to help those released from prison to fit back into the community as productive, valuable members of society. They help schedule various classes such as anger management, substance abuse, and mental health. They also work with different programs in the community to provide job training. If you or someone you know needs help with resources in career development, employment, or housing, to find out more information, call 918-592-3500 or stop by. 2121 North Harvard Avenue, Monday through Thursday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay, we're back here on KBOB 89.9 and Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about the coronavirus uh, pandemic, you know, and um, its causes and effect and how it's changing our lives. You know, so if you want to discuss it, you can dial a number. I'm going to give you guys a number, those who are listening right now. Call 918-856-3873. Again, that number is 918-856-3873. We want to hear from you, you know. All right. Well, Sherry, uh, a lot of things going on. You know, we were talking 
And, you know, I was thinking, and some of the conversation has been about the homeless people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all of these people walking around who may have this disease, um, who are not going to go get checked for it. You know, and um, that's a whole nother thing right there. Even if we do recover to an extent, there's still going to be people out here with this disease. Right. You know, so I don't think there's a a fix-it-all type situation. What do you think? Well, as long as people are moving around and not, you know, social distancing, staying home, doing those things, you're going to have an uptick in numbers. You know, and the social distancing is a situation also. Do you distance yourself from your children? Do you not touch them and you stay six feet away from your, your kids, you know, in your home, your husband, you know, or your wife? Do you stay away from them? <laughs> you sit you sit on one end of the sofa and they sit on another. You know, you know? well, that ain't happening. But yeah, I already know it ain't happening. Huh? You, that's what you're supposed to do, like social distancing, you know, but that's not, that's not going to happen not in happen. your house. But I know that one thing I can happen. say. Nine months from now, it's going to be a whole lot of that's what people births say. and stuff taking place. That's right. You know, we people call it Corona. Corona. And yeah, <laughs> Corona Davis. Yeah, Corona. You know, Calvin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> K- yeah. K wrong. K-, K-, K right, exactly. A lot of that's going to be going on. And you know, uh, it's a, also a situation where do you think it's unifying us more as a people, or do you think it's it's dividing us more? What do you think? I don't. It's hard to say because you. Th- I'm think I'm looking at the outreach that we're doing, mm-hmm. outreach that we're doing in the community as far as like for example the the food giveaways, the you know cleaning supplies that we've been giving people, like you guys gave out um, school supplies, supplies mm-hmm. those kind of things. We have always been people to do that type of thing. Okay, we're gonna always make sure people are fed, but getting past that. In the amp, like educating each other. This is what you need to do when you get home. These are some steps you need to do on your own. I don't think we've heard that enough in our community. We hear it on the on television, and for some strange reason, like I say, people are like, "It ain't gonna happen to me," you know that mindset. So you would think there would be more collective, like, okay. This is what we're going to do. This is what we should do. We need to reach out to this, like a block-by-block block type of thing within the community um, as opposed to making people come to you. You go to them, and if you have to, just do door drops on the door, you know? Yeah, and that's difficult to do because you don't know whose property you're stepping up on and what's going to be the – people may not want you coming to their homes. I don't want nobody coming to my house, well, it you know, I mean, and dropping off nothing. Well, you know, you just keep going, do what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, But we, there got to be ways to how we connect with our people but and, if it was and the, to help our people. So, that, I mean, you just describe, I ain't got nobody coming in here, nobody but, coming but, over there, you know, what you dropping off about, nothing. But the first thing that you – how is the community doing? Mm-hmm. So if that's still happening in your community, well, the community's trying to do what they feel is best for the community. And if they can serve people in a certain way and take the chance and take the risk, but still be able to serve. Cause some people don't have food. Some people don't have nothing right. going on their job. They right. lost their jobs and they don't have income and they don't have, 
you know, it's thank God that they're not cutting off people's electric bills and water bills and but things at that time. But what they're doing is that building community. It's building some type of connection. I think so. Okay. I think it's building some type of uh, we care. You know, okay, we, we, know we, we care. We care, and I think it's building we care. Like Tiffany and uh, them was out there at Thirty Six Event Center, passing out food. Friendship was passing out. Uh, food over there. We were over here passing out school supplies on a drive-through basis, and just gloves and mask on, and just go and just drop it off. Just you know? hearing that makes me like take my breath away. Yeah, because but that's your choice, though. I See, know that's what it's I'm saying. your choice, but again, that's, your, that's a choice again, that you and you take a chance. Again, it is still shelter in place. We are encouraging people to stay home. When you're coming out, even if in your car, you're still out. And you're going. We have three groups of people that are. But Sherry, you got to look at it like this. Everybody can't do it. Every this this uh, pandemic is hitting everybody. Right. And certain people still have to function in the needs process of of aiding the people and aiding the people during this time. And everybody. I mean, I met a lady who has three kids. She oh. came by in a car. And uh, she don't have a job. Right. She lost her job. She right. don't have no money. Right. She don't have nothing. And the kids don't have no Playstations or no Xboxes. No way. They didn't have anything. And she she just says, I'm so thankful that you guys can give me these school supplies so I can take my children and they can do some education at home. I don't know where I would have been able to get anything from. We said, well, thank you. Gloves on. Bye-bye. Thank you. I felt as though I was doing a service to help that lady and those three kids that was in their car, in that car. You know, even though I, it may be a risky for me because right. I wasn't taking it in such a selfish way that oh, I'm not going, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to help you because for my own, my own selfish, I took a chance, right, and just took right. a chance on serving and helping someone. You know, and uh, it made me feel good that I was able to help that mother and her three kids give them school supplies and give them something. And they drove all off. They were happy. The kids were smiling. And I was like, wow, that's that's a that's a pretty thing. Now, it takes a special kind of person to do that. You know, everybody can't do that. You got people going to reserve themselves, pull themselves in in, in a box. And they're going to stay in a box alone by themselves, like they're in the prison system. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're in a prison system. In, in a, in, in, yeah, right. You know, because in the prisons, they're taking, they're having it hard in those prisons, yeah, you know. Because you, talk about you know, they're in a box. No social distancing whatsoever. They are, they're, in a, they're in a box. Period. You know, I was reading about the prison systems. And those guys are all in a box. So if you get it, you just got it. But they, and who did they get it from? They got it from the people that are able to go in and out of the building. Maybe so. So those are the people, are or the maybe people that a, are coming or in. Or maybe a, pre, a prisoner brought it in. A pris- you exactly. know, a prisoner so from another prison, prison could bring tested, it in. So not we don't. Tested, yeah, so there we, are a lot of holes Yeah, there. there are a lot of holes and a lot of things there. And you can look at it uh, in various different ways, you know. And uh, I commend those people who are trying to fight this war, trying to fight this war, because it is a war. You know, and it ain't, it ain't a bunch of guys out there with some guns and machine guns and shooting and, well, and blowing up some stuff. Enough. 
Huh? Guess what? Somebody's losing. Yeah, somebody's losing. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> this this disease has taken more than 9-11. Any of those uh, tragic indi- uh, things that have happened here in the United States, it's, it's surpassed all of that. And it's affecting the world, not just the United States. Because it's all happening it's the at world. one time. All happening at one time. And it's unexpected, it's too. It's a wave. It's a wave. Yes. And it was unexpected. And we didn't know what it was. And our president didn't jump on it early enough. He just kind of played with it like, oh, it's going to pass. It's like catching the flu and, you know, you're going to be three days, you're going to be done. But he didn't jump on it fast enough. So look where we're at right now. Right. And You know, look and, where we're at with it right now. Fault could be placed on his administration as well. He's blaming, because he's trying to steal a blame Obama, Obama for it. For it but you know. <laughs> Obama had something in place, but he mm-hmm. removed it. Yeah, he removed he it. So he's trying to remove everything well when you got selfish people and people like him who don't see the forest for the trees you know and he uh his administration is so whack huh. you know for and, lack of a better word yeah, well, yeah very know, whack. and it is very whack wackylicious yeah, wacky, oh, and man. and you know they don't adhere to the really the people and the needs of the people you got people suffering right now family suffering. Can you imagine losing a loved one and you can't even see them or you can't talk to them? You can't say goodbye. You can't say goodbye. You can't hold their hand. You can't do anything. And they're in some refrigerated truck. And you can't get their body. You can't even get their body. No. Because and they're going to be, you know what? uh, You can't even bury them in some cases. Cremation is going up. Yeah. It's going up. Trust me, the cremation business, because they're going to be doing a whole lot of that. You know, it's going up, it's taking place, and families are doing that, and they just have to remember them as they were. Okay, I'm going to read you something. Okay, what you got? Okay, January the 22nd. These are Trump statements, okay, and reported U.S. cases. This is 22nd of January, right? 22nd of January. Mm -hmm. We have it under control. Going to get just fine. One, One case at the time. February the 10th will go away in April. We're in great shape. 11, 11 reported cases. February the 26th, within a couple of days, will be close to zero, 57 cases. February the 27th, coronavirus will disappear like a miracle, 58 cases. Um, February the 28th, coronavirus is the Democrats' new hoax, 60 reported cases. Hoax. You blame the Democrats now, huh? Okay, March 4th, people recover by going to work. Reported cases March 4th, 149 cases and 11 deaths. Okay? March 6th, anybody can get tests, and they're perfect. 262 cases and 14 U.S. deaths. March 7th, he went golfing. 402 cases. So from March 6th, from March 4th to March 6th, there was a jump of almost 200. So March 7th, he went to, he went golfing, 400 cases, 17 deaths. March 8th, more golfing, 518 cases and 21 deaths. March 8th, did I say March 8th? More golfing, 518, 21 deaths. 
He playing golf. Yeah, seventh and eight was golfing. So on the thirteenth, I don't take responsibility at all. Soon you can find a test at a Google website. At that time, two thousand. This is Trump talking. This is Trump talking. Two thousand one hundred and seventy nine cases and forty seven deaths. So from March eighth to March thirteenth, the numbers jumped up dramatically, like four times. So March sixteenth. 4,632 cases and 85 deaths. March 17th, we've done a fantastic job. You have 6,421 cases and 108 U.S. deaths. March 21st, if we had two or three months, we could have done much better That was 25,489 cases with 307 deaths. March 25th, we're doing fine. Try reopening by Easter. You had 53,740 cases and 765th, my birthday. We've done one hell of a job. Is that what Trump? That's Trump that's talking. Trump talking. Sixty-five thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight cases, nine hundred and forty-two deaths. March twenty-six. I don't believe you need that many ventilators. Eighty-three thousand. Trump, Trump. Trump talking. Eighty-three thousand eight hundred and thirty-six cases, one thousand two hundred and nine deaths. March 29th, between 100,000 and 200,000, we've done a great job. So, report cases, 1,000, I'm sorry, 140,886 U.S. cases and 2,467 deaths. Okay? So... These are just facts that people put together. And people would say, oh, don't get your news from Facebook. It could be wrong. But that sounds pretty right to me. Yeah, that sounds about right. The comments that were coming from him. You're hearing that every day on the Daily News, CBS, NBC, and all of these uh, different formats. And it's sad. You know, we've lost a lot of lives uh, behind this pandemic. You know, know, COVID-19 is a serious boy. And he's out here destroying and killing and taking lives. And so we need to know how to take care of each other, you know, in the best way we know how to do it. Because uh, I think uh, we're just going to go through these next few weeks. They're saying the next few weeks, I'm saying it'll be over whenever it's over. Right. You know, and we don't know that can go into next year. You know, some people are saying July. Some people are saying the rest of the year. It's so crazy. Right. It's they were saying like when the weather changes, everything else is supposed to change, and it's supposed to. But what is happening when we talk about our flu season? Our flu season normally starts in October and ends in March, end of March. But now this season has been extended mm-hmm. even longer. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what next year is going to look like. We don't know whether or not people will get in 
you know, reinfected during mm-hmm. this time frame between now and that they haven't even started looking at that data. Mm-hmm. So we really don't know. And he's, we, and he's like, hey, we got to get back to work. We got to get back. We got to go right now. It's like, that's what he's saying. But you're, you know, he's, you're, he's, you're, saying you're, that. he's saying you're that. You're listening to your your advisors mm-hmm. who have money invested in huge corporations. Oh, for sure. They so want to make sure. They want to make sure that they get their like money. Like they pull that money out of the stock market and stuff right. like that before it crashed. Right, before it crashed. Right. But not only that, you, you want you don't even want the money to get into the hands of the people that truly need it, which are your constituents. Mm-hmm. You much rather give the money to your Fortune 500 companies mm-hmm. or your small business owners who may not – you have to be a certain size in order to withstand that mm-hmm. type of, you know, law. And, you know, and speaking of that, speaking of money, since we're talking about uh, things like that, the stimulus hmm. package that everybody is supposed to be, quote, unquote, getting, when you really look at – $1,200, it's not a lot of money. No, it's not. That's not no lot That's of a, money. But when you're getting, you when know, you're getting $500 billion and your yeah, company right, exactly. is Walmart, and Walmart may start laying people off, and mm-hmm. these hospitals may start, you have an opportunity to go borrow money, yeah. allegedly. Yeah, you can, okay? because you're a so big corporate just, entity. Exactly. Entity, you know, so you, who's um, making your donations and who's pushing your yeah. agenda? So, you know, I was talking to somebody, and they were telling me, they were seeing you, they said, well, I can't wait till I get that $1,200. That, and I said, wow, by the time you get through, and people who have, say someone has living in an apartment and they're paying $800 a month for their apartment and they got car note they're paying and they've been laid off their job and they, they've been normally living paycheck to paycheck anyway. anyway and you get this $1,200, it, it's gone. It's gone as soon as you get it. As soon as you get it. Before you get it, it's mm-hmm. gone. So it's gone. So it's not a it's not a real stimulus package. When you package when you compare what other countries are doing and how they're taking care of their people, and they're, it taking pales and they're taking care of. They're them. taking care of their people in their country. Right. In such a way. Some countries have free health care. Right. And you don't have to right. have any insurances right. or a meet this deductible and all of that stuff. You can just go if you're sick. You can just go and, you know, get medicine and stuff on the low end. Like, for example, uh, a country like Canada, you mm. know, they mm-hmm. they got they know what to do. You know, right. they know exactly what to do when it comes to health care. Because they're, they're more concerned. When you live in a place, in a space, a, a country where money is more important than the people, we've lost something. Yeah, okay. and that's what we've done and that's in the U.S. that's where we are right now. Right and, that's, in... and some people are looking like this. It's like, okay, this is an equalizer for us. This mm-hmm. is this is a game changer. This is going to add some equity, but how it adds equity and the people that it's going to affect, how is it affecting them in the end? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's more, it's more to it than what we see. And when you don't look at all the moving pieces, you get stuck on, oh, he wants us to use this drug right here. Oh, he's saying that we don't have that many people getting sick. What's really going on behind the scenes? It's all about money. Finances okay. is about the money. Okay. The opiate uh, addiction. I mean, this country is addicted to pills. You know, we're just so addicted to pills. Pop a pill, pop a pill, a pop a pill. will make everything okay. It'll make you okay. It'll make you feel better. It'll, it'll right. take care of this and it'll take, take care, care of that. that. 
and you know, and that rush, yeah. the rush to try to find a a cure. Mm-hmm. And who who do you test this drug on? Yeah, who you are who you, do you just going to give it randomly to people? Those are things that. And sometimes they just give them randomly to people because okay. there's money involved. Some people don't know they get. Yeah, you know, some people get they uh, they get kickbacks and stuff right. like that. Right. I refer my patient to you. And right. when you get paid, I'm gonna get paid. I'm, I'm gonna get, get paid a, too. Right. I'm gonna get a percentage kickback. You right. know, so right. a lot of that's going on. You know, we haven't figured out how to get our health care system in line to where it serves the people. You know, and it really serves the people. people. The people you that know. are voting, the people that are putting you mm-hmm. in place. That's right. The people, and some, and some of those people may not necessarily. You know, cease going on. They may actually say, well, you know, well, it's not going to be that many people or it's not going to be this. So he said it was going to be that. So they're backing him still in the in the madness. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a little it's it's just a little disturbing to say. That. It is disturbing, you know, so we got to learn how to how to live and how do we live? How do we continue on with this new lifestyle that we're it's um, hit the faith based community community real hard, mm-hmm. broke down all these mega churches, mm-hmm. you know, pe- like now that money and those tithings is not all that stuff is uh, not happening no more. And uh, probably, but if they had, if they if they're business, well, they're not supposed to be business minded, but if they're business minded, they still have those funds available to take care of those things in that building. So that's another thing you have to be, okay, they may be more business-minded than they are, you know, but can, but, can, a, you know, church, they're suffering. can a church member come and get some money from the... That's a whole other topic right okay. there. You know, you see, I mean, some of these mega churches for, got yeah. thousands upon thousands of members, you know, yeah. who would bring their tithing and offerings religiously. I'll get All the automatic time, automatic deduct. You know, deduct, automatic, whatever. You know, <laughs> and they were, you know. But now I think that it's, this is going to change this the way of life. A lot of stuff. Yeah, because people are not going to really be going back to churches. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. People are not going to really be turn. Uh, Going back to church. Some people are not going back to church. Well, if I can sit down and watch it on Facebook, maybe. Hey. Mm-hmm. I can just sit back and watch it on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, me and my family can sit in the living room and we don't have to get dressed or do anything. Just sit there and just, live stream. Yeah, live stream it. Yeah. And that's why we were talking earlier. The technical aspect of everything is starting to take place. Everybody's see it. Yeah. You know, I can see it. Everybody's being So you don't have yeah. to have interaction with anyone. No, you don't. You don't have social to social distancing right. is just what it is. Right. And and, and like you're saying, when you start distancing yourself from people and you're then isolated as an individual the human side all of that disappears. disappears. Yeah. All of that disappears. The interaction amongst the human side of life. Right. You become almost roboticized, you know, just like a robot. And so those are the type of things we have to always be mindful of, of how you're being, how, how you could possibly be manipulated in this type of situation. So, of course, yes, there's social, social distancing. But if you really want to get a control over what's going on, there's some things that you could put in place that there aren't is. necessarily going to cause mm-hmm. all of this. Right, it's so, going to cause all this stuff. Right, right. So, 
I hear the OJs in the yeah. background. Going to take a little break. We're going to come money, back. Money, 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 money. All right. We'll be right back here on KBOB 89.9 FM.
show where we tell our stories our way, and we're talking about uh, this pandemic, coronavirus, that's taking so many lives, and uh, you can call in, dial the number 918-856-3873, me and Sherry Lasky are here, Sherry, uh, share some of those statistics that uh, you pulled up. Oh, the the um, breakdown? You got a breakdown. The, let me, what, this is what they're calling it. The Senate's $2 trillion coronavirus package. This is what the Senate voted on. This is March 26th. And this is how this $2 trillion is supposed to be broke down. Individuals, taxpayers, $560 billion. All of this is, this is estimated. Uh, this is estimated, okay? In parentheses, they have estimated. Public health. $153 billion, just $153 billion. State and local governments, $339.8 billion. Small businesses, $377 billion. Billion dollars, huh? Yes. And big corporations, five. 
hundred billion dollars. That's corporations. You don't have that many corporations as you com- as you compare to million. You know the number of people we have. So corporations are getting a big lump sum of money to borrow from American Airlines, any of those entities that are having McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald, McDonald, McDonald's. They probably they don't have any because they're open. People are still doing drive-through. That's true. They're still there. You but have they, your but, small but business, you, but McDonald's would fall under your small businesses. You know, depending if they're if they're I private entity. But that. if they're if they're like they're major. franchise, they're, they are major. They okay. got some small franchise. Okay. Type but big corporations. Size. They're a big corporation. One so, of the biggest. Walmart is one of the biggest companies yeah. in, in the whole nation. And Walmart mm-hmm. is supposed to be laying some post off too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when you look at this and you look at the numbers, you add it up real fast. Big corporations, small businesses. I'm rounding. That's eight hundred billion plus another four. With um, another, okay, you'd have another three with um, your small business. That's eight plus another three or four. So that's about $12 billion going to big corporations, small businesses, and state and, gov- state and local governments. When you compare that $12 billion to just the $5 billion going to individuals, that's a big difference. Big difference. Big difference. And but when you toss in the little, you know, little pieces of education, other forty-three billion. That's that little or nothing. We don't. We still don't care about education enough. But the purpose, the what's causing it, is a virus that has to do with our health, our public health. It's only one hundred and fifty-three billion dollars mm. compared to the twelve billion that big corporations, small businesses, and state and local governments are getting. So state and local governments, they can get that money and do what they feel fit to do with. Okay? Somebody has already gone and bought some chairs for his office. Sorry, it's about the money. Yeah, so it's all... Mm -hmm. But this is the type of stuff that we're not looking at. People are all excited to get $1,200. You need to be punched in the throat if you think that's gonna break. Make I mean, you when, happen. when you look at what every what these other man, it's peanuts, crazy. peanuts. It's not even. I mean, it's not even a good peanut. It's the cheap peanut. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. And it's you know we're gonna be around here. Hey, did you get your check? Yeah, did you get your check? It's gone already. And, uh, Shut up. I spent it on. Shut up. You're not getting anything. On some food and trying to pay my mortgage on mm-hmm. my rent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. That's crazy. People really need to demand. But the Senate and the House have already voted it on this. Gonna be, so. It was going to be less than that. Yeah. You know, because uh, Congress had to stop the first decision about what the amount was going to be for each household. Mm-hmm. You might have been getting $300. Right. You know, something like that. So they went back in and came up so with So each, a, it's, it's almost number. like whatever amount that they asked to change for, they had to almost double it and triple it compared to those they did those corporations those small businesses and state and local government and the fact that state the fact that the federal government isn't supporting our state government our state and local like city and state mm-hmm. it speaks volumes because people aren't paying attention to that what we really are missing is we're they're literally you have states 
literally fighting against the recommendation that's coming from the federal government, even with this person off to the side, and you're listening to the people that he have advising him with good advice, mm-hmm. like Fakani, I can never say his name right, but when you have people like him giving good advice and you're coming and circumventing and saying things against him right, are discrediting what he – you're not a doctor. Go sit down. Please I'm not going to go to the shade tree mechanic. Okay. And, and, you know, like I choose to do that. That's one thing. Okay. So my wheels might fall off battery, but if I got a real problem with my doctor, I can't breathe. I am not going. When people can't breathe, they run to the emergency room. That's true. Period. All bets are off. You can't put any more Vicks on me. You can't put a humidifier on me anymore. You taking me to the emergency room. That's where it's so going. Why would I listen to him? So exactly. it's 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 just people aren't looking at the big picture. People are missing the big picture. They're we missing have, it all away, aren't they? When they are talking, when 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 the governor of New York is saying, "This is what I need," and he's saying. Well, you didn't need this. Well, you, somebody must be stealing them. Except they they are literally trying to you don't we don't realize that they're, trying, they're to trying to divide to separate and, the mm-hmm. state. That's what they're doing. We've already had that. We've already fought that war. So people need to be mindful of those things when like Oklahoma is a perfect example. They can't tell us what to do. That's what Oklahoma said. It's like we can do what we want to do. We still gonna and have, they, they're doing and it they're, too, and they're literally doing it. And I, I get that, but I don't at get the it. risk. I understand. I understand why mm-hmm. you want to be. You want to align yourself with and your control president. the narrative of You're what you're trying think. to align yourself with your president. Republicans are like, this is the agenda. This is what we're sticking with. Democrats are like, okay, we're going to figure it out. We're going to work it through. So you fall in line or you fall out. That's how those last couple of states around us. Those upper states like up in Idaho and Nebraska and those up there that are not really being affected that much. And that's just a small little, it's just about eight states maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and then you got the state of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. They got their own. Right. Regulations and stuff like that. State if right. we can't, if we can't come across the board and all agree on the, the same thing, right? Because it's going to affect us all. Eventually, it's going to get to those states. Yes. It's going to go there too. Because people are traveling. They're traveling. People get in their cars. Well, it's not happening over here in Idaho. So let me go over here. You got people from New York who are leaving New York and traveling to other places. Exactly. You know, New Orleans. They go getting out of there. They're going to visit their relatives. And they're bringing it with them. And they're taking it with them. Bringing it. It's 14 days to incubate. And there you like everybody around you hacking and coughing and can't breathe. That's right. So it's. It's crazy when you when you know when you when you're kind of just focusing on okay the coronavirus and what it causes and da 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 and you're not mm-hmm. looking at okay well he told this state you must be stealing mm-hmm. um, it was Detroit or was the governor was the governor governor of Michigan it was another governor mm-hmm. north that were having problems with the White House and what they were requesting you know. Mm-hmm. 
You don't need ventilators. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, right. You don't need ventilators. You don't need that. I'm like, how do you know? You're not you're not here in the trenches with me. So that mm-hmm. that those little things are things that make me like, okay, y'all. I understand y'all want to go out and be out in the sun and but you you're missing you're missing the big picture. You're missing the big picture. And the big picture is we have to be mindful of what's happening in our of government. Of the big picture. Yes, you have to be mindful. You got to know what the big picture is. And if you focus on getting some food to eat, guess what? You ain't going to see. You're not going to see them people all lined up behind you coming in your neighborhood because you're hungry. And that's what you're focused on. And when you're on. hungry and you, you, don't have nothing about to, nothing, you don't have nothing to eat, you, you are just, not thinking you're about, thinking about getting fed. You're thinking about those. You know, that's kind of like the homeless people. You know what Mas- I mean? That's Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. You, your basic needs have to be met first. It's kind of like a homeless person. The main thing that they're concentrating on is what they're going to eat today when they wake up. Okay. Where am I going to find me some food? Right. And they're going to go down here in Tulsa to the Iron Gate Catholic Charities. Right. Uh, you know, and all of these different places in search of something to put in their body. Right. To nourish their body. And it's uh, whenever you're giving away free food. They're going to be right there. Go. Anything F-R-E-E, free. Free. When you say free, it don't even have to be an epidemic. It don't, you know, it don't okay. have to be. It's so long, the word free is people are attracted to. Okay. And you have some people that will run that game and go go get everything free. They'll get everything free. I mean, if you have a free concert, you got a free this, you got a free that. That's entertainment. Well, That's entertain- it's free. Cool. Yes. But they may, not, they, name, they may not pay for it to but come. Somebody else is paying. If, yeah. you're gonna, if you're going you're gonna to have to pay to get in. They may not and come. And I ain't going. Right. You know, but right. if, but it's, if free, it's free, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. Hey, I'm going to bring my lawn chair and go and get busy. Because right. it's free. Because it's free. You know, and that's the key word, free. You know, and uh, well, we want everybody to be safe. You know, I, I want to just see people be safe and uh, take care of one another. And over here in our area, District 1, it's a food desert. Right. And we don't have access, don't have to, access to the food. To, to you the can't food. get what you need at the so Dollar Tree. That's why people turn out. Family dollars, yeah, so. you can't get it. You so, just not gonna be able to get it. right. So you you do go you do go and get you know you go stand in those lines. Well, you, that's all you you don't have a choice. Yeah, the you, choices are so narrow and so small. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you don't have some transportation? You live in District One. You live in an underserved community, and the only way you can get around is walk. And some people can't even walk. How do you get your groceries and your food and your, your stuff and things clean, clean, even cleaning supplies. You know, how but do it, you get, you know, all of that, you know, sanitizers and and napkins and stuff, things. unless you got somebody doing it for you. Well, we don't have anyone doing it for us because a lot of times we're doing that for some other for someone else mm-hmm. as our means. And that's but, what makes it difficult. Well, you know, but, just, but you know, well, 2015 when I that was the conversation, health disparity. Mm-hmm. And like and food deserts, so all of these entities started getting these government funds based upon those health disparities in our community. The fact that we don't have a grocery store in our community, crooks. Okay, it's all the crook. It's so a crooked system. I can I can have this foundation or this organization that collects food and brings it over to the neighborhood, and I get the food from the Walmart. 
that they can't sell, getting ready to expire, get it all off the shelf. Walmart gets their discount. You know, they write off their tax write off. They're doing something good for the community. The food comes over to food bank. They distribute it to all the different pantries, John mm-hmm. 316. Every, all of them are here in North Tulsa. And, you know, they've been here a few, even exactly. before this even took place. Exactly. You know, they were going, they've been here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But when you think about that and you put what we're dealing with right on now on it, top of it. Everybody's trying to get whatever they can get. And if it's free, they're going to try to get it. Whatever right they can now get. they have to. You don't they have, have to. Choice. You know they're gonna they're gonna go because and get guess it. Guess what? That's gonna eventually dry up. It's mm-hmm. not gonna be here. Yeah. So or they're gonna get what they can get. get. Yeah. You know because like you said, there come a time Joe, when it, <laughs> Yeah. All of that's gonna be what it is. Right. Right. And you know so I, I'm um, I see it. It's I see coming. the big picture. It's definitely coming. Well, hey, we're gonna. Let's see. We've been on here for a while. We're going to bring our show to a close here in a minute. Yeah, I'm kind of tired tonight. I'm bored out. I'm going to go lay down in the bed and lock myself up in the room, you know, from this. Unless you want to continue on, it's up to you. I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Okay, we got just got about 20 more minutes, you know. And hey, everybody, we've had a great discussion about this, and uh, we'll continue to talk about it. You know, as the days come, you know, you can reach us at KBOB899.com. Go visit us on our website, you know, and if you got any ideas or anything that you would like to talk about, you can email us at eatonmusic2 at gmail.com. That's E-A-T-O-N music2 at gmail.com or stop by 1533 North Norfolk. You guys know where Popeye's chicken is with the street right behind it. You know, y'all go there and eat all that greasy chicken all the time. And so you can do that. Or you can call a number 918-856-3873. Again, that number is 918-856-3873. We serve you because we tell our stories our way. All right, until the next time, we want you to have a good one and take care, okay? Ain't that right, Sherry? That's right. Make sure you wash your hands. She said wash your hands. And social distancing. That's right. Okay. Take care. I want you to love me. 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 I want